Welcome back on the last episode of Improvised D&D. This, uh, this is the child of Torm. <gasps> gods, uh, are not born as gods or devils at all. They feed off of prayer, holy energy, or sin or evil. So, basically, please make sure this child does not consume any sin or evil, or they will grow up into a devil. This flaming crown seems to be coming from sort of all directions, like a sunspot. This seems to be some sort of omen derived from the connection between you and this child. It's too far out right now for you to determine the alignment of whatever entity is putting out this beacon. Also bursting out of the swamp with Travis is a set of strange glowing bones. The baby seems very fixated on these glowing bones. And pointing up ahead is a note that says, beware the cross of Torm. Brutus, you can now definitively say, that's salt. The pillar was made out of salt. All of these pillars are made out of salt. This is a weird cave. It seems like there was a slaughter of some sort here. That said, you also notice while Dorabash was angry, there was this sort of red energy leeching off of him into the baby, who now seems just on the verge of a tantrum. You all hug and huddle together as the energy blast of the child's tantrum goes off. What? I love you guys! Hello and welcome back to Improvise D&D, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where the levels are made up and the spell slots don't matter. My name is Michaela Voigt and I am your dungeon master for Arc 7. I am about to reintroduce you to our lovely NPCs who are completely out of my control. They are Kaylee Ravinsky and Bailey Picorni. Praise be to Torm! <laughs> Praise be! Mm. <laughs> And uh, you already know our three adventures, but let's check in with them. Hello again. My name is Barnabas Starlight Human Paladin, and it is my quest to protect the child of Torm and to sing it as many hymns as possible. I am still Brutus Gelsweller, Dragonborn Knight, and I am the unofficial father of Toby. I'm Dorobus Jones. I'm a half-orc, half-barbarian, and uh, I'm a B2 druidic, so uh, where's your library? We pick up on our adventurers, having barely escaped the radiant force of the tantrum of this toddler of Torm, recently named Tobias. As the divine energy surges over you, you all huddle together around the baby and hold each other's hands, and the bond between all three of you is enough to keep your material bodies tethered to the corporeal plane. As you are shot backwards away towards this strange shoreline where the abbey sits, Toby begins to slip from your fingers as toddler-like he squirms and wiggles in his tantrum. Who wants to try and hold on to Toby and make a strength saving throw? I do. 15. 15, it's good enough because you actually are able to get a really strong hold on the baby cradling him in your arms. I'll never let you go. His squishy little baby hands, uh, they grab on your teeth and try to wiggle him around. These are adult They can't move like that. Come on. Hey, you're pretty good with him, Brutus. (gasps) Thank you. The winds rush around you and hit the sand hard. (laughs) Owie! Around you, the crashing waves of the Great Sea crescendo as the forest and marshland uh, die out on this beach. Uh, Finally arriving, you see a gleaming abbey set atop a sharp hill amidst the sea. 
Barnabas, the image of this flaming crown beacon fades from your eyes as you glimpse this holy site. Saint Mercy of Torm's torches glow softly across the wet sand at low tide on this evening, the beach leading directly up to the exterior walls of the fortress abbey. On the walls, a windmill tower whirs rapidly in the wind and the rain, and in the small village inside the walls, you see a platform that appears to be led by pulleys attached to something inside the gatehouse, and the platform drags supplies up the steep slopes of the fortress towards the abbey at its peak. Dungeon Master, uh, back at the site, uh, over the cobblestone wall, Darius and I peek out. They left the moose. <laughs> oh, hi there! Hi! That there <laughs> moose strikes me as a Travis. Doesn't it look like that I to sure you, It sure does Lacatious? look like a Travis. We go up and we give him neck scratches. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. You got oh, a little yeah. saint's bone in your maw there. Oh, oh those little saint bones. Be careful. Uh, Dungeon Master, I'd like to roll intelligence to see whose bones these are. Sure, go ahead. That's a nine. That's a nine. You know what? This looks like a saint's bone, but it's scratched and strangely degraded. Usually a true saint's bone would be buried in some sort of ossuary or reliquary. This was this has swamp dirt all over it. Well this Maybe seems, they were excommunicated. This seems highly suspicious. But oh. not our problem. Nope. <laughs> Let's As take this moose. We cut back to our heroes on the beach, Toby chewing on this bone, which again sparks with this sort of red energy as, as Toby crunches down. But our heroes do not notice for the time being. Their attention is focused on the fortress that is now accessible because the tide is low. At high tide, the ocean might rush in and make this fortress a complete island in the ocean. The sands extend before you towards the gate. I kneel in awe, for I have always wanted to visit St. Mercy of Torm, and now I am finally here. It looks like a nice castle. Very nice. Wow. Look at look what Torm did. Beautiful. I love how it looks like it's almost made out of the sand, like it's just rising right out of it. Mm-hmm. I know. Isn't it great? It looks like a sand castle, but it's not. Once you get close, you'll see. I think this is actually sandstone, though. So, it's... Still made of sand in a way, but besides the point. I have only heard about it in uh, many stories, and in paladin training it is known as one of the great holy sites of Tormism. Uh, it was my dream to one day come here, and never did I think I'd be coming here with Torm's child itself. Roll religion for me. Five. Five. There is a famous relic here that people pilgrim far and wide to see. But... You can't remember what it is. Yes, there is some kind of relic here, but I can't uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. Mm. But when we get into there, we certainly should seek it out. Mm. Sneak it out? Seek it out. Oh, seek it out. Okay, yeah. Of course, yeah. We wouldn't do... We shouldn't, we shouldn't heist right Stealing now. Stealing is right? wrong, Brutus. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, we got to set a good example for Toby here. The baby I mean, gurgles and laughs. Once we drop the baby off, though, yeah. uh, I mean, <laughs> there's no reason why we shouldn't take the relic. I mean, we don't even know what the relic is. Maybe you won't even like it. But I think you will. I mean, then we'll make a choice together if we're going to take it or not. And Dude. I'll make a choice whether I want to give up to the child of Torm or not. Wait, you're debating holding on to it? Well, I feel like I'd be a good influence on it. And, and who else is going to raise it? I will. With you. 
Wait, we traveled this entire way. We're not just going to adopt. You guys can't just adopt the baby. Well, I just want to see. I just want to see what the setup is like. Make sure he has his own bedroom and there's plenty of food in the in the ice box before we drop him off. I concur with that. We'll make a decision just like we are with stealing the relic. It's an abbey devoted to Torm. The pilgrims actually catch up to you because you've been talking so long on this beach. We're, we're uh, riding, uh, Travis. Oh, hail there! You left your megafauna behind! Hey, yeah, uh, we found also this uh, crushed uh, blue crystal. Uh, I believe it's one of those crystals that pops off every hour. The destroyed timepiece <gasps> sits oh, in Lacatius's right. hand. Well, we've been doing okay without it, haven't we? Yeah, he's yeah, been gnawing on that bone. He's been fine. Yeah. Plus, oh. we don't have any more food anyway, so there's really no point. And we're almost here anyway, so we can just drop he's, him off. He seems a lot uh, happier now that he's had his little temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. I pulled Darius off to the side. Darius? What's that now, Lucatius? They're letting that baby chew on one of them, their bones. Hmm. Is that like a baby-friendly bone? It's what is that the same bone that uh, that their moose was chewing on? Well, I do know that babies need their nutrition, and bone marrow is known to have quite a bit of it. But mm. I'm not sure. Some if... of that Helioan wisdom. Yeah, uh, well, I wouldn't quite call it Helioan wisdom there. Okay. Oh, sorry. I I know you're forsaking your god to join mine, so I shouldn't bring it up. Oh, that's all right. You can bring it up. I'm not going to hold it against you or anything like that. Oh, just me, I flagellate. <laughs> Uh, if you could hold off on the flagellation, uh, we, I think we all remembered what happened. Well, last this time, time I'm wearing my shirt, so it's fine. He's wearing right, his red carry shirt. On. Carry on then. I made sure. Barnabas, real quick perception on that. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, it's definitely still gonna cause bleeding if he does it over his shirt. <laughs> uh, listen, Locatius, uh, you're whipping yourself pretty hard, and it's going to go right through that hair shirt of yours. Uh, why, do, why don't you let me hold on to that whip for a little while? Oh, it sounds like a persuasion roll. You are a, uh, an, an adherent of Torm. I'll give you an advantage. Yeah, all right. I'll roll for persuasion. Yes, yes. Nineteen. All right, but just because I see the light shine in those beautiful blue eyes of yours. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, Who is don't, holding... don't wipe the blood off, though. I like it. Who is holding the baby at this time? Uh, Brutus. Brutus. As uh, as Lacatius mentions those beautiful blue eyes, you notice that the baby's eyes aren't blue anymore. That's weird. Hmm. He must be going through puberty. The baby crackles with black lightning again as it outstretches its chubby little hand towards a rock at the edge of the shore, and the rock starts to levitate as it's surrounded by this black, crackling energy. Well, that ain't normal. Yeah. I don't know if that's puberty. I mean, I, I know dragonborns age quickly, but uh, I don't know if godchildren age this quickly. Yeah, generally, ch- toddlers don't go through puberty, but also I'm not that uh, well, wise in the ways of Torm. Well, so. you see, I, I, yeah. I'm I actually a monk of uh, St. Gratitude of Torm over up uh, in the south. Uh, oh. we, we deal with the occasional God's child, but uh, it's... Uh, it's very, you know, they're very uh, sensitive to the to the forces around him. You could create a devil. Looks like you got one on the way. Uh, uh, no, a devil. No, we don't. Did nobody explain this to you? No, we're Excuse? we're raising it with great values, and we're trying to be a good example for him. I yeah. point to the glowing red rock, which is now forming into the shape of a skull with other devils. He's learning anatomy. Pieces. There's nothing wrong with that. Pieces of dried algae and seaweed from the uh, now low tide beach start congealing in like this weird demonic halo around the the black skull. Somebody's been feeding them sin. Well, it hasn't been me. One of you, Dorbash. 
I haven't fed it anything. You can clearly see all of the like, the magic juice just leaking out of me. Oh, would you look at that now? That little child is forming some sort of homunculus sort of thing oh, over there. look, it's created its own little golem. Oh. As night falls, the algae begins to glow with this bioluminescence. And in the far distance, you see the great sea also glow with this seaweed color. Um, but the forming humanoid horror uh, also begins to glow. Oh, this is a trick we use. You best tickle that child to distract him from creating a construct. Okay, I'm going to use my big dragon fingers to tickle this baby. All right, roll for tickling. 18! 18! Uh, you managed to successfully distract the baby, and as it giggles, it breaks concentration on the homunculus that is forming. It falls to the ground. Night is falling. The tide is starting to roll in. If you guys wait any longer, you will not be, you will have to swim to this fortress abbey. Time is of the essence, and we don't have a time crystal. We must snatch up the baby and run towards the abbey. Post haste. Let us go. Agreed, agreed. Run. And so we run. All right, as you all begin to run across this wet sand, you notice it's extremely soft and cold uh, on your armor or on your feet, depending on whether or not you are wearing shoes. I'm going to have those of you wearing metal armor, that's Darius, Brutus, and Barnabas, you have to make a strength saving throw to avoid sinking under the weight of your armor as you step forward. I, well, <laughs> Darius rolled a natural one there. You look back and Darius is gone. Oh, no, I stop and I start digging. <laughs> I got a seven. Uh, you begin to sink rapidly. You are up into your waist. Eleven. Eleven. Uh, you are down to your knees in the quicksand, um, but you are able to kind of push forward through it. You might have to remove your armor to continue your approach to these fortress walls. I, is there anything I can do to help them with my barbarian strength? Uh, since you are uh, traveling light, unhindered by armor, you might be able to do something if you can figure it out. Dorbash, I'm going to have you actually roll a nature check. Alrighty. That's a 16. Uh, you see the strips of seaweed and bioluminescent algae around. Uh, it's glowing now in the twilight. You know that this can be, A, used as a potent focus for druidic healing and magic. It also works as a sedative. It usually grows between like amongst very powerful forest spirits, which is strange because you're in the middle of the ocean. Uh, this algae, you might be able to use it to help your friends out here. Right. I'm going to try and use a control nature and use my druidic powers to push them with the algae and all the seaweed and to try to shove them out of the water. All right, you are able to, without a roll, actually, just control plants using your mother's uh, druidic training and push your friends up out of the sand. Unfortunately, the second their bodies hit the wet sand just in front of them, as they continue to keep walking, they keep sinking. So they might just have to take off some of their armor to keep walking, even though you've saved them. Did Darius come out too? Uh, Dorbash, you gonna help? Uh, uh, no. Excuse me, uh, uh, <laughs> good sir Druid, if you might be able to help my friend, uh, he is very deep in, and if he dies now, he's going to go to Helio's world, not to Tom. Lacatius uh, is holding a large sack of tribute, uh, firewood, and food. Yeah, I need to get this for the orphans, but I also need this uh, this here paladin. All right. Maybe he's an apology for trying to kill me. Oh, yeah, I guess I did do that. Sorry, I, I completely blacked out there. Yep, That's all right. Okay. It's, you know, it's okay that you did it, but now we own up. Okay. Darius is beginning to suffocate under the quicksand. Sorry. I'm going to use control plants to move the algae once again to move Darius. Okay, I'm going to actually have you roll for this because you don't care about him that much. Yeah, not really. 
16 still though. It's still an, it's still a success as Darius sort of breathes, <laughs> getting up out of the sand, uh, slowly being belched forth from the earth. Oh, oh boy, I almost Darius. thought I was going to have to. Oh, oh boy, uh, I was I, I was about to die. I was about to die. I was about to die without having a deity. Oh, oh well, let's get this. Oh, no. Let's get a, Let's get this armor off oh, you, Darius. Right, You're gonna oh. sink. I I I refuse. Oh, re- Darius. I'd rather die than take my armor off. I'm Darius. I'm Darius sinks. Darius, no, I, I grab him and I, I, I rip off my cloak and I'm ripped as hell. And I just, I start yanking. And I'm, Darius, come on. What's worth it? Looking cool when you die or finding the god that you think you deserve? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm going to roll for that. Yeah. See, that's a 10. What's with everybody sinking in swamps? The indecision paralyzes you and you just continue to sink. No, Darius, Darius, I'd like to roll strength to yank him out. Okay, roll strength. Meanwhile, Brutus and Barnabas, you're sinking too. That's a one. That's, not That's a one. Darius sinks beneath the quicksand, refuses to take off his armor, and dies. Oh. Well, I've seen the consequences of that decision. I'm going to take <laughs> off my armor. I take off all my armor. As they're doing that, I'm going to gather up some of the seaweed into and a nice pouch. Okay, I've... Dorabash now has a pouch of bioluminescent algae and Ouch. seaweed. It's both. It's both. So you have the long strips and you have this glowing algae that can possibly help you on your quest. Darius rests in peace beneath the sands as you all hurry up to the gatehouse, I'm assuming, as the tide rolls in quite quickly. Lacatius does, does a quick prayer and then walks off with a fight in the tears. Your armor abandoned. You are now much more vulnerable than you usually are to attacks, but you can safely stride forward. That said, even though you're more vulnerable, you're more trustworthy. So you're going to get a boon. You can roll for any persuasion or charisma-based check with advantage. You're also easier to hit, so that might come in play. Uh, I would like to say, under this armor, I do have some khaki pants on. It looks good. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Ready for the beach. Yep. As you arrive at the gates, uh, the sleeting storm abates again. And uh, standing outside the gatehouse, you see up at the top a cranky-looking Furbolg monk in a verdant robe who responds in a friendly way to uh, Lacatius, seeming to recognize that he is a monk, but uh, looks aggressive at this party of highly armed adventurers, even without their armor. That's a threat. I, I excuse me, what makes you think you could just approach this holy place like that? Uh, Torm bless, brother. Ah, uh, Torm bless, brother. Torm bless. Torm bless. Torm bless. We need to do the customary ten Torm blesses. Torm bless. 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 That's ten between us. Wonderful. It's just as majestic as I read about. Now, I can't speak much for the character of these folks, but if you look into the hands of the dragonborn... I, I I see a perfectly uh, I, I see a rather interesting creature there. What are you holding there, oh, Barnabas? Will you roll an insight for me? Four. Four. This monk seems super chill, super friendly, a little suspicious, but otherwise definitely a worshiper of Torm. Ooh, I I sense uh, you are. <laughs> You are uh, someone I would like. All right, I'm not going to need any kiss-assing from you right now, all right? <laughs> no, that's for later. Ah? Uh, that's for later. Yes, yeah, certainly. Please state your intent on coming to me. 
Well, you are a worshipper of Torm. Uh, yes, most definitely, as you well, can tell. You're going to find uh, this very exciting. They point to the signs on either side of the wall. One says, no weapons, no marauders, no adventurers or opportunists of any kind. The other one says, in Celestial, pilgrims and true followers of Torm, welcome. I'm going to need you to really look at these, all right, and follow these rules. Otherwise, the sorcerers of the shoreline are going to be coming up my ass, all right? They're all about rules, and if you oh. don't follow them... L- listen, listen. There are uh, bloody regulations. Oh, so many regulations. Uh. Brutus, may I take Toby? Yes. If we were not worshippers of Torm, would we have his child? Well, that could be any normal child that you gilded in a glowing spell, hey. Oh, I never thought about that. Uh, I don't know. How do we prove... I uh, have... Um, Tobias! The baby crackles with a black lightning-like energy which shoots out and hits the monk standing on the top of the parapet. That's an 11. The monk takes some damage to the shoulder. I- Their fur fur kind of singe. Um, you see them take out a small pouch of uh, ointment and unguent and sort of heal the wound. Dorbash, I'm going to have you roll nature as you watch this. I have a 10. It's a green pouch. It has an emblem of a leaf on it, and it looks like sort of forest herbs that maybe your mother would have used. All right, now I just got keratin treatment on this now. I don't believe any sort of child of Torm or anyone else would shoot anything like that at me there. Well, brother of Torm, don't you know about the God's child? This is the Saint Mercy of Torm. Uh, There's a pause that is sort of a confused look crosses over the monk's face, and... Then they nod. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I have heard of the child of Torm. Yes, most certainly, yes. But I, I'm not entirely certain I can believe you. Even now that you've seen its great power. Great power? Great electric black power striking me in my shoulder? Isn't Torm a healer? Well, you know he gets in moods. Yes, oh, he can he be a pill. Get, he does get in moods, yes, yes. Uh, there must be some so, other way of proving this is the child of Torm. Um, uh, did, uh, did anybody write its name in the back of a shirt? Like, like on the inside color of the shirt. Like, if, did somebody write Torm? Uh, oh, like Great Torm's oh, driver's license. Help? Does the child have a photo ID? Uh, uh, Toby's too young to drive. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fair. Uh, um, maybe. Maybe we just keep him. What? <laughs> I don't. I, I'm out of ideas, guys. I don't know. Maybe you just we, have wanted to keep him from the very beginning. That's not. Uh, that's not on the table right oh, now. Oh, I'm so I, sorry. We'll decide I, that I, later. We said. It looks yes. like you three are having a real difficult time down there. Here, let me give you a little clue. There's a certain lullaby that can only be sung to the child of Torm. For all other children would turn gelatinous once they heard it. No. What if it's not the Torm's child? Barnabas. Would turn gelatinous. Well, isn't it worth it? Oh, Barnabas. This is extremely suspicious. You've never heard or read anything written about this. Does this monk even know what they're talking about? That sounds strange to me, for most people, upon hearing a hymn of Torm, will be filled with glee, hope, and, and good tidings, Our not Torm be destroyed. Though I, you, I was almost a bard and loved Torm hymns, I'm happy to sing one. However, I don't know if that will prove he's the child Ooh. of Torm. You see, Barnabas, this monk is starting to sweat. Uh, uh, Roll insight for me. Um, 20. <gasps> this monk is hiding something. They might not uh, even be a worshiper of Torm. Uh, you see there's sort of like 
vines insignias on their green robes that uh, tie them perhaps to the forest and forest magic and not the divine cross of Torm at all. Uh, also, they're a furbolg. Usually furbolgs grow up in natural areas and not stone abbeys. Either this furbolg made their way some here by chance or something else is happening. Is this furbolg uh, high up above us? Where... Very high up above you on the gatehouse. Ah, Their hand on the lever to let you in or lock you out. There is also a portcullis before you with that looks extremely strong, but there are sort of uh, two by two foot holes that maybe you could put a hand or a baby through. I, Dad, dad meeting. Oh, oh yeah, dad meeting. What's going on? I don't think that this is a real follower of Torm. I don't think we should hand the child over. And I also don't trust this person to let us in through the gates. We must get past them by force if necessary. They are sweating. I'm sorry. I'm not sure if I was allowed into the huddle. Barnabas, oh, yes. <laughs> Barnabas guides okay. you all somewhat off the beaten path. Uh, the tide is coming in, so the ocean is lapping at your feet. This water is super cold. I'm going to have either Brutus or Dorabash roll perception on these walls as you kind of have a little huddle on the side of the gatehouse. I got a 17. 17. Dorabash, you see signs of uh, heavily growing vines climbing up the walls that have actually torn away at a chink in the stones just a few yards away. The, here, the ocean has eroded away the mortar. All you would need is a crowbar to create a huge hole in the curtain wall of this fortress. There are vines already There are vines in already here, and... Uh, Actually, with a 17, these vines also have been previously enchanted. Mm. So another person with druidic powers has previously used these vines to manipulate the stones in this portion of the wall. Bear with me, men. Bear with my dad. Uh, let's, let's, um, you see that little hole up there? What if uh, I can control the vines and chip away at it a little bit? Maybe we can sneak in that way and then, I don't know, we wouldn't have to deal with the gatehouse person. DM, would this furbolg see us if we were to try and sneak around and do that, or do we need to get rid of this furbolg if we were to be sneaky? Uh, up to you. You'll definitely have to roll for stealth, although you don't roll for it with a disadvantage. The baby is still chewing on those bones, which now crackle with a strange black lightning. So the baby's quiet. All right, you. All right, you dads. Give me my. Give me my flagellator. What? What is your What is your plan? I know a way to draw attention. Start hitting that yourself their child time? is the child of Torm. I can see it in his black crackly because Torm's quite the pill sometimes. And I know that that their brother up there might not be quite the brother he touts to be. So I know we need to get him into here and we need to but be careful if the guard at the top of this here abbey be nefarious. I would worry about what has happened within the papacy. Lacatius, you could die. Well, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> how? I don't. It's, it just—it sounds really dramatic. Well, I mean, we all could die. I mean, yeah, I'm still yeah. not clear what you're what you're proposing. I'm proposing to distract the the, the furball up there by flagellating. Gossip. Well, I was gonna do. I just wanted the option to flagellate. All but right. As so long as you wait until we're out of eye shot before you start flagellating. All right. All right. I make no problem. All right. Here, here's your your whip. All right. Be uh, sure to wash it. Don't get infected. All right. Uh, we we make our way towards the vines. All right. Yeah. I walk up to this uh, this furball. Hey, brother. Oh, hey, brother Hiltorm. Now, uh, are you guys of the flagellating sort? And I whip myself. Uh, oh, well, uh, 
to be perfectly honest, we're all full up on children of torment, on flagellators, so oh, I'm yeah. afraid we yes, can't sir, let anyone in. I'm real in. good at flagellating. I'd like to roll for destruction. <laughs> okay, roll to distract. That's a 15. Oh, I'll make a weird show of it. It's a little sexual. Ooh, yeah, that's real good, right? Okay. Roll persuasion. Roll insight. Insight. To see. That's an eight. I no, like you gotta, it. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put your hips into it, or else you, you the gods are gonna know you don't mean it. Oh really? Wow! Yeah. Wow! Meanwhile, uh, you all prepare to invade this fortress abbey of Saint Mercy of Torms. What do you do? I'm going to use control of nature and probably chip away at the hole a little bit further okay. to make sure all three of us gigantic people can get through. To uh, make sure that you are able to chip away at it without damaging the structure of the wall itself, bringing it down on top of you all, I'm going to actually have you roll. Oh, 13. Yeah, with a 13, you slowly begin to uh, move the rocks. However, uh, you're not able to do it instantaneously. And in that time, uh, in the far distance, Brutus and Barnabas, you notice up the cresting steep slopes of the fortress, you start to be able to make out a faint orange light in the night that grows brighter and brighter. But this is not the divine beacon that you saw earlier, Barnabas. Rather, a crown of flame is now consuming the roof of the abbey as the entire roof, its wooden rafters aflame, burst to light. Fires climb higher and higher as the abbey burns. You hear screams from inside the walls. Dorabash finishes opening the hole in the wall. You all have your opening to rush inside. Goodness, not the abbey. I've waited my whole life to finally see it, and, and we were going to hand off baby Toby here. We, 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 we must keep this place from burning. Uh, you're right. Uh, let's get some of the water from the lake, or the tide, and then we'll just start throwing it on. One little bucket at a time. Right? That makes sense? I, I, that's, that seems like it'll be tedious. I think that we should try to at least get some people out, just so that they don't burn down. I, don't th I think it's already gone, to be honest. I think it's too late. Very well. I rush into the flames to see if I can rescue anyone. All right. So the abbey up at the top is actually burning. The town below, not yet. So you might be able to save it. Uh, the tide is rushing in, and the hole that you made is causing a little bit of it to rush into the streets of the town. You can also see within this uh, wall, there was a small moat. So it's a double wall with a moat in between, and that is now rushing with salt water as well. Um, up ahead, I'm going to actually have you all roll a quick uh, investigation as you look for anything that might help you uh, save people or stop the fires. 14. Got an eight. Three. Three. So, Brutus, you are able to remember with your intelligence that there is a very, very large platform and system of elaborate pulleys that is attached to something inside the gatehouse. Currently, the monk there, the Furbolg, is distracted, so you oh. might be able to use it to get water up the hill to the abbey. Um, you'll have to use your strength to operate whatever system is inside. Uh, the rest of you see uh, townsfolk and mostly pilgrims, actually. You don't see a lot of locals. They all seem to be dressed out in garb of Torum, uh, rushing towards the hole in the wall, trying to escape. Chase it! Let's get out of here. Come on, come on. Run, run, run. All right, guys, I have an idea. I'm using my intelligence to know that there is some sort of pulley system that I can use to use some water to take out the fire. Mm. I might not come back. What? what? Then give us the child. Yes, don't take the child uh, with you. I, no, I, mean, I, I'm sorry, I don't want you to die. I want you to die. In my greatest form. I run. 
Wait, no, that's irresponsible. <laughs> Brutus no, runs with the baby into the uh. gatehouse, which is not yet on fire. Um, inside the gatehouse, Brutus, you see a large person-sized wheel, like a hamster wheel, that you could walk inside, perhaps operating the pulleys outside. Um, you would have to put water on the platform first, but if you're strong enough, you can get this water up the hill fast. I'm going to roll for strength. Ten? Ten. Uh, you start jogging, but it's not that fast. As you begin to sort of sweat and work, uh, you also notice a sort of... Uh, you also notice a crank on the side that would have to be operated by two people to help you push the water up the hill. The baby reaches out its pudgy little hands towards the crank. Yeah, Toby, you can do it. Come on. Press All the right. get it. Get the lever. With the encouragement, I'm going to have Toby roll with advantage as Brutus cheers him on with fatherly advice. Right, the first one's a 15. That's pretty good. Second one's a nine, so 15. With a 15, you both begin quickly operating the pulley. The platform starts moving rapidly up the slope towards the abbey. No water on it yet, uh, but Dorabash and Barnabas, you're outside and you see this mechanism start to work, presumably with the help of your friend. What do you do? Dorabash, you're the strongest of us. Uh Clearly. Uh, yeah. Why don't you head in, help them uh, haul the water while I encourage people to safety through this hole that you've made? All right, that's fine. All right. I'm going to remind you both there is no water on the platform right now. Uh, no one has put water on. Ah, well, <laughs> let's. I will go fetch water and put it on the platform. Uh, I, 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 do I see any pails? Sure. Uh, just roll a quick perception as you look around wildly. <laughs> one. A one. You find a single pail with a hole in the bottom. I'm going to well, have to run really well, fast. Well, 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 it looks like someone's in need of pails. Oh, yes. a merchant with a with a cart full of pails. <laughs> so it looks like you're in need, dear friend. But it'll cost you. Uh, well, it's for the greater good. We're trying to keep your city from burning down. Will oh, you help us? ain't my city, and the greater good is the greater means. Ah, this is why money is the root of all evil. Did I hear money? Everyone else in the town is fled. <laughs> These two uh, <laughs> merchants sit in the town center. Um, Barnabas, you also see a strange furbolg with a very elaborate robe running up towards the abbey at top pace, but these merchants stand in your path. So you need, fill a need. Oh, actually, I uh, I would like to purchase all of your pills, oh, please. Oh, really? I, I, wait, hold on, hold on. Well, I this- have 87 87- <laughs> I have 87,000 gold. That's a laughably large amount. Mm. Oh, that's a pretty good price. Well, I don't know what you can offer there, mate. But maybe if you could give me maybe like eight gold a pail, maybe I might be able to work something out. This is very unfortunate for you. See, I grew up uh, as a privileged young man. I even had a guest pool. But now I've uh, taken a vow of poverty. Oh, you only have one guest pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> How many guest pools did you have? Well, we got just about as many as I got pails. Oh. All right, listen, there the must be some... pail business is booming. <laughs> I can tell, I can tell. There must be some kind of bartering I could do, uh, some kind of service. Mm, well, you look like a paladin, but you don't have no shiny armor. You got something you could offer us? I don't need armor. I am a paladin of Dorm. I am as powerful as I need to be. Uh, as they are bartering, I'm slowly hammering nails into each of the pails. <laughs> yes. You, you're damaging your wares. Hmm? Well, they're buying them. Barnabas, uh, you realize that these merchants have been profiting off of poor pilgrims 
in this town for maybe decades. Amassing all of this wealth, you also have advantage on any persuasion you'd like to use on them because you are vulnerable. You are not a threat. I, is that yes on the pails or not? Yes, that I would like the pails. Would you like the pails? Yeah. I would like the pails. All right. Yes. What, do you, what can you offer me? I would like to sing you a hymn of Tor. Oh, so you, you have no gift to give. My gift is my voice. Hmm. All right. It's that, or I pull forth the divine saber of penetrating regret. Oh, we'll take the or sword. Or I take it. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, we'll take the sword. Mm, yes. Well, no, I'm going to use it on you. Ooh, oh, yes. yeah. Okay. You're going to either sing to us or kill us. Yes, what is your choice, merchants? Mm, well... Ooh. Ooh, we could do splitsies. We could get a song and a stab. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, we could just sell his parts. Hmm. <laughs> we initiate combat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> combat with the, the evil merchants initiated. The merchants are five. Barnabas, you are six, just barely edging them out. You have the saber of regret. What do you do? All right. Keep in mind that a critical blow with the divine saber of penetrating regret will make you not only die, but just before you die, realize that you were wrong the whole time. Uh, I would like to, with all my might, swing the divine saber of penetrating regret at the first merchant. That is a 13. You slice clean through his shirt and his fancy garments fall to the ground. He's also wounded in the chest. Dungeon Master, how am I doing? You're doing okay. You still have your turn. It's you guys up next. Go get him. Get him, Crunk. No. Uh, well, I I, I I, take out a, a gold coin and I toss it at him. Hmm. That's All right. so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a 14. If it was a normal weapon, they would get advantage because you're not wearing armor. But it's just a 14. It pings off yeah. of your nose and it's your sore. Ah, you got a sore face now. Yeah, take that. Uh, DM, I'd like to pick up the gold coin and offer to buy a pail from the first one with it. <laughs> well, all right. You, yeah, you can have a pail. All right. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you should get that looked at, by the way. All right. Guys, was that your turn? <laughs> I end combat. What? <laughs> okay, let me try to fix it. I, I rolled up to the first merchant and I and I, I start pouring uh, gold coins onto the wound. Oh, it, please, it, it probably please, isn't going to do much. Is, please. Oh, no. I can't lose you. Oh, no. The gold coins, because they're heavy, apply pressure to the wound. <laughs> and that's where we will leave the merchants for now. Um... Dorabash, as you uh, look for water amongst the town, do you choose to look for water or do you choose to go help uh, Brutus work this machine? Well, the machine doesn't have any water on it yet, so... Not yet, no. I guess I do have to find some water. Okay, do you want to also roll to see what you can find? That's going to probably be another investigation for you. It's a ten. A ten. You see near the gatehouse, there is a huge cistern that is designed to collect and store rainwater, now completely full from the sleet storm that has been going all day. It is enormous, uh, maybe 20 feet by 20 feet, and it is stone. Hmm. You're going to have to use a lot of strength to move it or some creative pulleys. Are those uh, vines anywhere nearby? They absolutely are. Actually, as you look throughout the town, these vines are everywhere, almost infesting the town with their influence, as if a druid has come before and perhaps used them for this very purpose. I'm going to use the nearest vines to try to uh, wrap around the base of the cistern, and I'm going to have it sling over top of a 
high up a buttress or whatever uh, castle term. Yeah, and good enough. Yeah, a buttress. A, you find yeah. a flying buttress off of one of the smaller chapels nearby, and use it to pull up the cistern and drag it over to the platform that is rapidly rising as Brutus works the humanoid hamster ball inside the gatehouse. Barnabas, you turn back with your pail of water, <laughs> and you see this massive uh, stone cistern rising slowly up towards the. Good abbey. news! I got a pail. Oh. Yep, me too. <laughs> Most of the pilgrims have fled, and you all can make your way up to the abbey either on the platform or on the twisting mountain path. On the mountain path, you see uh, one of the Firbolg monks in a green robe running up towards the abbey as well. Should we split up and somebody go and take them out? I would like to chase after that Firbolg, uh, mm. and if, if you two could take care of this fire. All right, so be it. And of course, Toby. How's Toby doing? Toby's doing a great job. Oh, he's using cute. those levers just like he's been doing it all his life. Oh, he's like a big god. <laughs> Toby, some, god. Somehow Toby found little Definitely. goggles and he's wearing them and he's holding a tiny, like, plastic wrench. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our little mechanic. Oh, adorable. adorable. Look at that little smudge on his yeah. face like he's been down in the mud. Oh. <laughs> oh, what all right, I follow. I, I, I run up the stairs. <laughs> Chasing after the furball. All right, we'll return to you in a moment with a with a roll to see how fast you can catch up to that furball that was wearing like a very fancy robe, maybe the prior of this abbey. Brutus and Dorabash, the <laughs> pulley system leaves you at the top of the inner walls of the abbey. Inside you see three main buildings, the library, the church, which is on fire, and the dormitory, which is where the monks and nuns would live. All seem to be overgrown with thick vines, and the fire is catching fast between the buildings. Uh, its source is on the roof. Near the dormitory kitchen, you see a cellar door that is leaking smoke and apparently padlock shut and also overgrown by brambles and vines, which are also starting to catch flame. Please roll perception for me. Both of us? Both of you. Mm. 14. And another 10. Another 10. Uh, Brutus, you hear it first. Uh, screams coming from inside the cellar where... Apparently, people are locked up. There are people. We gotta save them. I mean, uh, let's put out the fire then. <laughs> uh, How about we save the people then take out the fire? I mean, it's, they're mutually. Ex- okay, fine, fine. I mean, there, there, there we go. Okay, okay whatever. So I, we follow the the people screaming. All right, uh, you follow the sound, and it is clearly coming from the cellar door underneath the kitchen. Uh, which is covered in vines and padlocked shut. The padlock is hot to the touch. Well, fire does not affect me because I'm a dragonborn, so I am going to brute my way through. Okay, you grab the padlock and pull. Uh, Since it is so hot and you're powering through this intense heat, I am going to have you roll just a constitution to see if you're burned, but you do break through the lock easily. I'm a six. A six. Your hand is burned. You might have trouble making attacks with your sword later on. And you fling open the door and poisonous gases and smoke rush into the air from underneath. Um, Barnabas would have saved against this innately because he's immune to poison. You two, however, are currently blinded. And uh, please roll uh, constitution saving throws. Why do I keep getting blinded? Salt on the wound. Yeah, six. Six. Uh, You're coughing. You can't talk. Uh, you're weakened for sure. And even worse Tommy. with a three. <laughs> I got a three. You both uh, have to cough through the smoke and aren't able to communicate effectively. However, the P 
people inside seem to be bound in vines uh, that you feel your way through as you uh, stumble through the smoke. The baby is unaffected as they are unaffected okay. by poison, just like Barnabas, who, by the way, is running up the side of this uh, cliffside fortress, just reaching the outer gates of this uh, courtyard that you all are in with the dormitory, the library, and the church. Let's roll to see if you caught up to the Firbolg. Eight. Eight. They are fast and seem to be assisted by these vines that are all over town. They seem to be sort of like riding them like a wave itself, a wave of plants. Uh, and they run into the abbey before you can stop them, uh, barreling into the church. <sighs> Your friends seem to be stumbling blindly around the middle of the courtyard as a bunch of uh, male monks, all apparently elven or human, wearing the symbols of Torm in black garments, completely unlike the monks you've seen before, sit in the smoke underneath the kitchens. You are now at the gate, uh, which is open, so you can look out into the courtyard and see all of this. I would like to uh, use my sword to try and free some of these uh, monks in black black garb. You do so easily, not having to roll for it. Thank you, sir. Uh, I, one of the monks, start pulling at the vines to help my friends out. You, you, you there, monk, what's your name? Huh, my name? My name is Cyrus. Cyrus. Can you tell us what's become of this place? It seems that there, there's druids about? Can we do the exposition once all of my brothers are not on fire? Ah, very well. I continue to free them. You pull at the uh, bindings and aren't affected by the poison because of your paladin features. You are all quickly freed. Uh, the library begins to go up in smoke and a strange purple gas permeates the courtyard. All right. Dungeon Master, how, how many of them? Ha- do we need to roll to see if we can get everyone out? Uh, yes. Let's see. I rolled a 10. With a 10, you are able to get four of the six people free, but two of them are unconscious. Uh, uh, Barnabas, what do you do? Two unconscious people in a dormitory that is coming down above you. I'd like to uh, throw uh, one of them over my shoulder and uh, run out with them. All right, you do so easily. Um, As you come back out into the courtyard, you see that your friends are still kind of stumbling around in the smoke. This purple smoke they're now starting to ingest is having this sort of intoxicating effect. They're feeling really chill. They're feeling really good. Um, As if some sort of uh, plant matter had been burning inside the library instead of books. I don't know about you, but I don't know. The baby is missing. Brutus, Dorbash, where's Toby? Whoa, Who? settle down, Barnabas. I will not settle down. This uh, is our quest. Hey, I run back body, in to get body, the remaining body, one body. body. You're just having All a right. good time. Yeah, Cyrus man. delivers one of the bodies out into the courtyard. Everyone is free from the fire. Wow. Has man. the sky always been blue? You can I, see the sky. Wow. I'm, not, I'm still blind. Dang, this is nice. I grab uh, Brutus by the neck. Where is Toby? Stop. Who's Toby? What? Toby? The child, the child of Torm. You have the child of Torm? We had the child of Torm. You dropped him? I didn't. Oh, we did not. What? This is a three dad effort and the two of you are, I, I, I can't do it all. I, we, I tried. I, we, you, you, I didn't see you going into a burning building. We flash back to uh, Brutus and Dorabash blindly stumbling around, uh, intoxicated while Barnabas and Cyrus were inside saving all the people. Brutus, I'm just going to have you make a perception check to see if you noticed where the baby went when you started to... 18. Your dad instincts click on. 
and uh, you watch as the baby sort of crawls slowly towards the abbey, passed by a strange monk whose arms seem to be burned up and down, a doused lantern in this monk's hand. The monk picks up the baby and looks around confused, looking for some sort of parent. The monk's wrists are shackled, and he looks around, sees the burning uh, building, and continues back into the abbey itself. Wait, I know where this baby is. <laughs> what baby? <laughs> S- snap out of it! I slap Dorbash! Oh, dude, come on. I slap him again! Okay, fine. fine. A third time! Wait. What? There we go. All right. We, we need to find this child. You, you have no idea. There is the, the, the followers of Bane have come into this place. They seek, they seek to destroy the Torm's child. They, they've, or they've certainly gotten pretty far on the Abbey and most of my order. They knew we were coming the whole time. We, where? So tell us, Brutus. Where, where's he, Toby? In the Abbey. Great. <laughs> we are. <laughs> the Abbey is the building. All right. <laughs> I, I'm using my dad powers right now. Using inside the church. You saw him go inside the church. Inside the church. Which temple. you still have not doused, and it's beginning to come down. In the on fire church. Um, yeah. Weren't you supposed to be putting that out? We were trying. Yeah, we, is, someone, any, is any of you a druid? Yo. Just, can you cast tidal wave? Can, uh, Absolutely not. Yeah, I've never been near this much water. To be honest, okay, I'm more uh, of a, uh, uh, a tree uh, there, there, There's a pulley system down by the bay. Uh, we, if we load water into it, we can. Uh, Oh, I we have everything. That. We have everything already on that little hamster wheel. Well, we saw we, you were burning. We, you so were sorry, burning we decided we to say you. You're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> All right, the two of you. I told you. I told you we could have done both. <laughs> get back to what you were planning to do and put out the fire. Cyrus and I. We'll. Well, Cyrus, was it? Cyrus, it is. Yes, let's go into. Let's go in and find that child. Be careful. Right, we'll do this, but we want support next time. We progressively uh, go and do the. Dora take out the fire. Uh, you could easily just tilt over the cistern with your control plants if you want. Oh, I'll allow that as a non-rolling ability. All right, so be it then. I'm going to go ahead and stand behind the, uh, well, use a couple of vines uh, as almost pulleys and try to jerk them down onto the... Okay, Dorabash, the DM lied. I am going to make you roll because I thought of a potential consequence of pouring a large volume of water on the top of a burning church. Eh. Oh, Ten. So many you douse the flames, but one of the towers comes down under the extreme force of the water and just shatters. But the main base of the stone is still standing, and smoke rises slowly from the smoldering abbey. Let's you all just hope Toby wasn't in that section. You named him? Yeah. Well, he yeah. seemed like a Toby. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> all right. Paladin, uh, knight, uh... I should learn your names, but let's learn on the way. We need to get in there. Chiron, the great green terror of Bane, the great priest. He seeks the child. He understands exactly what happens when you feed them sin. Well, we didn't feed him any sin. I find that a little hard to believe. I may have cursed once. It all goes back to those swear words you said at the beginning. Uh, 18. A deception of 18 for Brutus. You definitely believe them. They didn't do anything wrong. Great heroes you must be. All right. Now, forward into this church. As the child gets further and further away, you all enter the church. Inside, you see a green-robed furbolg with uh, elaborate robes disappearing into the crypt. From the crypt, 
there's this expulsion of air and you smell the same scent you smelled in the cave, this strong smell of wet fur and burnt pine. Cyrus, before we leave these adventurers, you might have to go help your uh, parishioners and your brothers who are still in the courtyard, but you can leave them with a bane or a boon as they go to find the child of Torm if you trust them to use it well. I raise my thumb up. Mm, Roll for thumbs up. (laughs) One. (laughs) Uh, I look at Barnabas. Yes? Find paladin armor. That sheds it, huh? Of course. I reach into my satchel and I pull out two glowing green pauldrons of Torm. This is not as good as your normal uh, run-of-the-mill Torm armor, but it should block one unholy siege. Wow. I thank you, uh, Cyrus. Of course. I take them from him and, and, and slide them onto my body. Oh, they, it fits. Ah, well, mm-hmm. it's like it was meant to be. Uh, and I reach into my into my coat and I pull out two blue glowing vials of holy essence. Don't ask me how I got this. One to Brutus and one to Dorabash. All right, I'm going to go help my friends. Having secured a boon from Cyrus, he tells you also to keep an eye out for the Cross of Torm, which turns sinners into salt. Also, well, I don't have to tell you, Barnabas, you know this, of course. I'm a good boy. The cross of Torm turns sinners into salt. So as long as you're not sinners, you're cool. We are cool. Thumbs up. Still don't trust that. Well, uh, the two of you, I I, I just don't say any naughty words, don't have any unpure thoughts, uh, don't go into a rage, uh, and you should be fine. I am not afraid at all. That's That's a lot you're asking me, but fine. You all rush into the smoldering crypt, and on the opposite side, you see the Furbolg disappear into a river on the far side, and just beyond it, the crossed swords of Torm seem to be melting down slowly and fissuring, snapping and sparking. And we'll leave our adventure there. Until next episode. Holy Torm. All right, come on, dads, you can do this. Oh, everyone, thank you so much for listening to Improvised D&D Arc 7, Episode 2, Electric Dadaloo. We'll be back next Wednesday with the finale of Arc 7. But in the meantime, if you liked us in our high-stakes adventure in baby goggles and plastic wrenches, why, we'd love you forever if you'd spread the word to your friends, to your enemies, to your randos on the street. And it would also be instrumental in leveling up our algorithm game if you'd be able to rate and review us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to know more about us, we're on all the social media pages. We're on Instagram and Twitter as Improvised D&D. That's the word and. And then we're on Facebook as Out on a Whims Improvised D&D with the ampersand because they let us use that tasty pretzel. We've got all kinds of side quests and art and extras. And if you want to see what it looks like when we're in person acting like fantasy dum-dums, check out the Otherworld Theater's YouTube page for live shows and live streams every Sunday night, 7 p.m. Central time. Our cast has been Barnabas Starlight, Human Paladin, played by the ever-benevolent Bryce Reed. Brutus Scalesswallower, Dragonborn Knight, played by the ever-jovial Mike Begrowitz. Dorabash Jones, half-orc, half-barbarian, played by the ever-vigilant Quinton Hess. And our NPCs were the ever-mysterious Kaylee Ravinsky and the ever-frivolous Bailey Picorni. And our dungeon master was, of course, the effervescent Michaela Voigt. Ah yes, and now in tribute to Keeper of the Everfuzz, great interdimensional audio beast Hoggrass, our intro song was Call to Swords by Tim Beak, and all of our atmosphere tracks were done by Michael Gelfie. This is Quill Havencrest signing off. Search for signs of the apocalypse. Leave no lore left unexplored. And if you think you've looked everywhere, check a little bit more. Goodbye everyone. See you next week. Mm-hmm.